You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, you can flee the country. You can change your name. You can lick Taco Bell breakfast salsa off a of Chris Pratt's bro cleavage. Chris Pratt's bro cleavage. Man, no. <laughs> you said that really well, and that was a oh tongue twister. <laughs> it was the taco. But nothing. Nothing. We'll save you from the watch oh, list. How the hell are you, everyone? <laughs> it's I'm just good. brings a big stick of meat to her mouth. Meat sticks. I'm very mm. proud of her. She's doing the keto. Mm-hmm. She's looking good. She will always look good, but... Thanks, Mom. Mm-hmm. We're all supposed to support her, and I brought in Taco Bell. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Try to throw it in her face. She's like, here, eat these tacos. I was like, no, not today, <laughs> Satan. Well, at first, I'm like, my fasting hours ended. I'm like, oh, just one taco. <laughs> I'm having a day. And I put on this shirt, this my new AJ Styles shirt. It's cute. Thanks. My buddy uh, who works for WWE, he, he brought these to me, or he brings them because he knows I like the hooded sleeve style. Mm-hmm. And they don't sell really well, I guess. I'm like, I love these. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, I brought you a medium. And I just now put it on. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like trying to make room for my gut. I'm like, I feel like Zat Brannigan on Futurama when they turn the, uh, the uh the gravity or they put turn the gravity back on after having it off and his belt came loose and his gut hit the floor and he was like <laughs> seriously what i feel like right now so we were um asked to uh give a shout out to a storyteller uh down river and her name is shannon uh it's a boy excuse me I'm gonna let Holly take this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's either, I, you know what? I I just read a message. Please give a shout out to, and that's what I was doing. So I will let Holly take over. Um, the guy's name is Shannon Kaysen. Kaysen. I'm probably saying it wrong, but um, he and Jeremy Hansen are having a storytelling event at River's Edge Gallery. That's in Wyandot on Biddle. Um. It's actually on the 11th this week, which is Wednesday. I believe it begins at 8 p.m. Um, this is actually the first day of the Windup Street Fair is on the 11th as well. And what I believe they're doing is they are holding that event while they're telling stories. And you can come to the gallery. Anyone's welcome. Um, they're going to choose seven people to tell stories. You get seven minutes each. Uh, you put your name in a hat and they'll draw it out and whoever gets picked can tell their stories. But you can't tell poetry. You can't um, tell fiction. It has to be a real true story. I think it's just um, something to share and kind of draw people together and these are creative these are type people. Unfiltered, right? Like there's uh, no yeah, like, hey, for, you can't say this, that, the as, other thing. As far as I understand, yeah. Okay. Um, I've, never, done, I've never been to anything like that. Yeah, he uh, he actually kind of held a one before that was a Christian group, and they had a similar thing where they had people come up and speak about whatever they wanted to, and you could take the mic, and if you just wanted to express yourself or you wanted to tell a story, 
um, just to have the small group hear you or kind of like an outlet. Right. So that's cool because, I mean, we get together, you know, or back in the day anyway, you know, for sleepovers and whatnot. We tell stories and of what was going on in school and just like in this times of like, I don't have time for this or that. Or even when you schedule an event to go hang out with a friend, it's like when the day comes, you're like, oh, God, because we're just (laughs) so damn busy and we're so tired. And I think this is this is actually a really, really cool thing. I would like to go to one of these. Um, and also it's just a means of getting to know people and relating to like, Hey, I didn't know that somebody else had went through this, that, or the other thing. That's right. really cool. Put now, do you on your phone for a second and exactly kind of just tune into the people around you. Cause that's a lot of times nowadays we are so focused on social media and not putting down our electronics for a second to listen to, uh, people around us. And that's why we're having a lot of issues with social connection and, People feeling like outcasts and not feeling heard. Right. It's true. That's very true. Um, now, do you have to pay for this or is this free? Um, I believe it's just free. Okay. And when is the next one? Oh, I'm not sure when the next one after this is. Um, okay. So right now, all I know, because I just actually heard about it today, well, today too. And um, I know it's July 11th. Like I said, it's this Wednesday. I believe it starts at 8 p.m. Sorry, my phone died or else I'd have more information. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shannon Kaysen has shared his stories all over the country. Shannon is a host, main stage storyteller, and Grand Slam champion at The Moth. He is a regular on NPR's Snap Judgment. Oh, very nice. Awarded their best performance of 2013. Shannon has appeared on countless podcasts and storytelling stages. Uh, Third Coast Festival podcast movement and an upcoming television pilot. Uh, he also hosts his own storytelling podcast, uh, Shannon Kaysen's Homemade Stories, which partnered with WBEZ Chicago for the 2014 through 2015 season. Shannon and WBEZ released a one-hour public radio special, The Struggle is Real, which aired on stations around the country. He is a husband, father, and is originally from Detroit. Look close and you'll see, you'll sense some blues, some hard lessons, and real heartbreak behind that winning smile. Shannon Kaysen is a storyteller's storyteller. That was Glenn Washington of WNYC's A Snap Judgment, of course, from NPR, which is very, very cool. Um, so that website is uh, shannonkaysen.com, C-A-S-O-N. Um, and if you sign up with your email address and you get a free copy of the book, the original homemade stories, it's an ebook. Um, so yeah, it's very cool. Very cool. Thank you so much. Uh, Jeremy Hansen for sending that to us. Jeremy Hansen, of course, is, um, one of the, uh, art directors for, uh, River's Edge Art Gallery in Wyandotte. And yeah, he's great at what he does. He's been doing it for a long time. Uh, that's here in Wyandotte, Michigan. It's on Biddle. Check out the gallery. They always do, um, you know, they, they host different artists all the time. They've always got something going on. Third Fridays in Wyandotte are a great time to stop by. Um, they've always got a new artist featured. And you can get to know some artists, uh, network with people in the community. Wyandotte is a very tight community. Um, they're very much business to business. It's a great place to meet people. And, you know, there's refreshments and look at some art, have some good times. River's Edge Art Gallery in Wyandotte on Biddle. Third Fridays are the best time to go. 
um, the art show that they actually just had on the second floor because they change their art shows uh, for every third Friday usually, but this one was actually on a Saturday. Um, was it this past Saturday? No, the Saturday before. And uh, his name is Kevin, and Kevin likes to go by the, the name Slaw for his art. That's right. He did a art show on the second floor. It's very nice. It's very beautiful. Um, he has a really nice style, and you actually have to see it in person. I, I can't even do it justice. So that sh- uh, show will be going on, too. So if you're there for that event, you can check out that second floor and see that show. Slaw. I remember that because I remember when Tony um, was, it was, I think it was the first Slaw show. You had to like say his name in order to get upstairs. There was like a password. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> and it was like, it was just Tony standing at the foot of the stairs, like, P.S. Wood, you, you gotta say it. I'm not letting anybody pass here unless they say Slaw. <laughs> what if I say Coleslaw? Yeah. <laughs> What if I say Coleslaw? <laughs> what if I say that? Oh, man. His, uh, Slaw's daughter, um, so Kevin's daughter, also is an artist. She's in her second year, I believe, at, um, at the, um, is it the CC? I always get it wrong. The, is that CCS? Uh, no. What is it? How, what yeah, is that CCS. Is that? Okay. Yeah. Um, she's her in her second year, and she has a few pieces in the show too. Yeah, it's College of Creative Studies in uh, Detroit. That's a uh, not only just famed in Michigan and downtown Detroit, but it's one of the uh, upstanding art colleges in the nation. Um, I'm my, my friend, um, of course, Tomas. He graduated from there in um, uh, industrial design, and now he works for GE, um, designing refrigerators and microwaves. Like, I mean, he makes big banks, so it's, like, it's nothing like, aren't you burned job? No, it's really, really cool. He gets to engineer things, and um, so it's it's like a, a technical but very artistic job, and he loves what he does, and um, yeah, see, that's a hard school to get into as well. Um, it's very prestigious. Prestigious? Just like, very just like me. Well. It's very prestigious. <laughs> Classy. <laughs> I gotta say, money can't buy class, <laughs> but um, I'm not a testament to that because I'm broke and classless. So. <laughs> I'm broke and classless. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, check out his show on the second floor. There, he has some new pieces and uh, style that I haven't seen him do before. Um, some new work that's really nice. It's very beautiful. So that's going on the storytelling event. Um, like I said, it's uh, the street fair in Wyandotte, which is always super crazy busy, especially on the weekends on Fridays and Saturdays. So if you go on Wednesday for that event, it'll be a little more mellow. It doesn't start getting um, more busy till about Thursday or Friday. But just make sure you don't try to drive down Biddle because it's blocked off. So Oh, that's right. Yeah, good call. Uh, take some bit. take some side streets or you know take oak or to get there <laughs> so what would it take what what kind of proof 
Sorry, I'm totally like, again, being lazy. <laughs> she had to move the mic closer to my mouth because I'm leaning back. What would it take? What would it take? Get this mic over my face. What, what would you ask for? Like, okay. Someone tells you they're a time traveler. They're from the future. What evidence do you need? I need three things. Um, <laughs> how would you be able to prove that someone's a time traveler? Well... Um, I would need some photographs. Okay. You in historical events proving that you were there. But the problem is if you have a family member who looks just like you back then. Right. Well, it's kind of like those celebrity like, oh, they're a time traveler because especially like Leonardo DiCaprio, they had like this woman that looked exactly like him in an 1800s photo. Oh, really? Like He's a time traveler. (laughs) (laughs) It really did look like him, though. I'm like, whoa. That's cool. Um, if you're a time traveler, well, are you going in the past or are you going to the future? I'm coming back. What if they just got back from the future? I, just want, I, want, I want you to tell me something that's going to happen in the future, and then if it happens, I'll believe you. So you're not going to believe them until, like, that year? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Give you me can tell me something number. that's going to happen in the next couple of months. What what if they're from like years, like a decade from now? Mm. <laughs> we both said, mm, mm-hmm. girl, I don't know. I ain't believing you. Uh, okay, one photographs, two <laughs> information <laughs> that I did not know that would shock me. So, But you're still going to have to wait for these answers, though. Right, because anything that like would shock you would probably already be on the internet. And, uh, you know, if it was some sort of secretive thing, you wouldn't be able to find it anyway. That's kind of tough. I want a scan of your brain. (laughs) 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 To see that you're mentally stable. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, that's that's another thing is what? A polygraph Mm -hmm. test? Would you believe it? Oh, yeah. No, Uh, because they're prone to be inaccurate. I know because I've taken one that was inaccurate. I thought I recognized you from Mari. <laughs> You're cool and collective, and here's you pass that no, one. Here's daddy. Here's daddy. Here's daddy. Wait, wait guys was, later. Yours, was yours true or? Mine uh, said it was a true, but I literally had no recollection of it. So I guess that comes down to the subconscious conscious thing, you know? Because I had like blacked out drunk or whatever. So this was clearly a criminal case because who else, like, who randomly just gets, you know, lie detector tested? Anyway, uh, it wasn't accurate to what I actually remembered. But for whatever reason, it said that I remembered it when I still to this day do not. So I call that false because <laughs> I can't remember it. I call so it wait, false because it's not you, true. You passed it even though you don't remember. No, no, no. I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't pass it. That was a fail question asking if I saw somebody with something and I did not like I don't I yeah. still don't remember seeing anybody with anything but like it did, it, nothing like that flashed through your mind you you answered no and they told you that you were wrong right exactly and lying. I was like no I'm not because that literally never happened in my recollection they were like well this says different and I said well that's wrong what was this for 
She doesn't want to say. Oh, no. <laughs> sorry. But I'm, I'm saying I'm like, really? <laughs> that's crazy. She had a net development. But it wasn't even with anything I was doing. It was what uh, they were asking if I had observed something, and I had not ob- observed something. Like I had not did seen they, that. Did they try to intimidate you? Was it like a scary? Well, they tactic? do the whole entire time. They yeah, try to make you feel like, nervous. Hey, I want you to. Yeah, admit something that like they well, do. That they all the ask time. you the same question like three admit something times that didn't in a happen. row. Right, not, right, not exactly. They're they're like, are you sure you didn't see so and so with us? And I'm like, I'm positive I they're, didn't. They're see trying that. to get you in, but to are admit you that really didn't sure? And then they look down at it like the test, and then they look up at you, and I'm like. I mean, I'm not so much anymore sure. Like, see, they do that so shit. So they do. They like talk you out of your own answers that you're 100% positive about. So, no, I don't, I don't trust lie detector tests anymore. Plus, you can fake them if you know what you're doing. And I'm pretty sure you can just Google that shit, you know? So, are no. you, are you sure that you, f- you failed that quite or it said that, or they just told you, oh, you're lying? Oh, no. I asked to look at it and it said that I was wrong, like the third time I answered that you were it or lying, whatever. Even you weren't. But I mean, when you keep asking somebody if they're sure about something, they become unsure. Exactly. Cause, you know, so it's like they set you up to fail during, um, during that. So, no, I don't, I don't trust them at all. Not at all. Probably what they're you very prone to error. Um, like I said, my memory is shot nowadays. So when something comes, it goes so fast. <laughs> I can't remember exactly. Well, I'm having a really hard time lately <laughs> with my memory. During that, like they can make you nervous enough because you don't feel like you remember enough to where you feel like you might be wrong. Then it makes you nervous. Then it shows up and then it's, yeah. Anyway. Hmm. Okay. Moving on. So, but the the summary of your answers is basically, I need to wait until this year actually happens to see if, but what if someone coming back from the future, it's the butterfly effect thing. So if I tell you something that happens in 2021, and then that changes the course of everything now that you know what happened then it won't happen do you know what i'm saying yeah so your knowledge could throw everything off and then it's like what if they really were a time traveler i'm tripping myself out right now like whoa i don't know because i mean they (laughs) have psychics who tell you things are going to happen in the future and they still happen a lot that's true yeah but does it totally mean it's going to set everything off i wonder if there's stipulations on that does it depend on what event Maybe it depends on if you would be directly or indirectly involved or not involved at all. If your knowledge wouldn't change anything, then maybe it wouldn't change anything. The butterfly effect, if I remember correctly, was about a bunch of personal stuff that happened amongst a group of people. And the more they knew, the more shit changed, you know, because it directly affected them. Okay, so if if it's an event that... If I tell you, Holly, you have a child in 2021, and so it's an event that directly... Well, I mean, well of course you're going to you take t- precautions and not do that. something that they could actually change, like... And... Okay, so say there is a world disaster. So, say there was nine... Like, you know, there's 9-11. Say someone wants to tell you way before 9-11 happened that it was going to happen. Is there anything that I would be able to do about it? 
No, I wouldn't know what to do with that information. Right. So like, could like, you who, stop it? No. Who, who do you tell? You want to hit the streets and like, oh my god, this is gonna. Who am I gonna tell? Well, yeah, you so, want to tell everybody, but so, everybody's gonna think you're crazy and right. then they're gonna lock you up. And so that's why I believe so crazy so people. So <laughs> I get it. So in a situation so like that, <laughs> I don't think that would change uh, the destiny or fate of things because what can I do? I mean, I would I wouldn't know what to do, so I probably wouldn't do anything because I feel like. It, if I try to do something, it wouldn't even work anyways. Well, no. where if you're if you're saying, um, be careful because you're going to have a baby here soon. If you don't use protection, you know, <laughs> this day <laughs> during yeah. this encounter with this person, you will get pregnant. Of course, you're going to be like super paranoid, and you're going to do you know if if you don't want to get pregnant, you're going to do whatever it takes, and then you know you're not going to get pregnant if you do. So that's something more that you can control. Where a world crisis, like I am one person, what am I going to do? Like I don't have connections. It takes one like, woman to, to, to the, start a revolution. <laughs> Get it, I don't Holly. have the connections you, with Rosie. the airline, co- you know, <laughs> companies to tell them this, and they, like they're not going to listen to me. They're going to think, like you said, they're going to think I'm crazy. So in situations like that, you're having a Sarah Connor moment. One is not going to <laughs> to totally offset things and make them not happen. Where the other is like, okay, well, you just changed a little bit of your future, and now your path is different, right? Didn't they have it? Wasn't it said afterward that they had tips and things that, you know, nine eleven may happen, something may happen in the trade towers, et cetera, et cetera. I'm sure there and probably they didn't is. follow up on them because, I mean, there had to have been some sort of tips, tips right? Yeah. That's what always happens in any disaster ever. Right. There's always some sort of like that's the day we started taking shit seriously, right? Really? Like, oh, maybe we should pay attention. So to now shit we when listen to every are crazy person. Are coming. Holly, I believe you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I believe How many you times too. you have Thanks. people saying this is going to happen? Or, you know, the boy who cries wolf, like that one guy who had the billboards and everything saying it was the end of the world on a certain day. And that, that day comes. No, no, it's not this day. It's right. this, It's now, you know, this day. And it keeps happening and he just keeps changing the day. Well, you're just crazy and you're just trying to get attention and you're trying to get people to listen to your radio show, you know? Right. Yeah, the Antichrist has supposedly been coming for like 100 years and we're all just sitting here like, so when's that shit going to happen? But you know what's weird <laughs> is that, you know, because the Bible says no man will know. So I think people just keep predicting it so that it doesn't happen because they're like, no, I got, like, I'm going to believe, you know, it's like Arnold says, you know, judgment day is inevitable. <laughs> Just stopping it now. <laughs> That's really good. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know why. I just shake my hands when I do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. So I just had a crazy thought. I mean, I have an article in a second that I'm worried. Um, but when you said, like, I, as soon as I said this um, scenario, uh, I thought, no, Doug, Casey, like, if I said you were going to get pregnant in 2021, well, obviously you're going to take precautions not to do it. You know, one time I was getting a reading from Sa- Sanda and she was like, um, are you on the baby pills? She's a Romanian. <laughs> I know. I love her accent. The baby pills. <laughs> the baby pills. I said, no, but I'm not. At the time, I wasn't dating anybody. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sexually active or anything. She goes, okay, just be careful, baby. <laughs> I, I love her accent. Having baby. She reminds me of the Russian chicken Archer. 
Like her accent. Yeah, she does. It's, it's very similar. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it made me think of, okay, how we were doing that. Um, we're talking about California and how they don't have enough funding for either sexual education. What if, like, yeah. hey, psychic party, kids. And, like, everybody <laughs> got to read and they're like, you're going to get pregnant in, like, tomorrow. Two hours. <laughs> two hours. I see that look in your eye if you don't use protection. As as you're going to get the here. herp as soon as you leave here. Right. Did they say you're gonna get an STD? No, they said I was gonna get pregnant. It's like a dude. Like, <laughs> I was gonna be pregnant. <laughs> it's crazy, right? I'm doing the talk show circuit and make a lot of money. Speaking of Arnold, if it's a girl, Junior. If it's a boy, Junior. Um, <laughs> so there's this guy who claims to be from the future. Yeah. So I'm gonna Wait. So before you talk about that, yes. what about for you? I don't know. That's why I was asking you guys. What evidence do <laughs> you need? What do I need? Oh, you know Take what? Take me there. Take me there. <laughs> there you go. I I want to know what portal you stepped out. I want to see the portal. That's a good one. I want to know how you got here. Yeah. You got here. You can get back. Right. Take me there. And then bring me back, though. I, I mean, how did... How did uh, <laughs> what's his name? Um, Quantum Leap. Shit. I haven't how seen did that. he... They they had like a Stargate, didn't they? <laughs> he would uh what didn't he have a watch? Yeah, show me your watch. Was it in a watch <laughs> or something? Wasn't it? There was that guy who um, I, t- I was d- like I can't even remember an episode. I can't remember shoot. an episode of Elf and I, I know I love I that use show. My phone. <laughs> Elf. Okay, oh, all right. Thank so, <laughs> you. I remember he was always trying to eat the cat and he wanted dish soap <laughs> on his pancakes. <laughs> so, Quantum Leap. I, now I have to look this up too. Wasn't it like Ziggy or something? Quantum Leap. Ziggy was one of the characters, right? I mean, show me, show me your Fitbit though, because that's got everything on show it. Show me your Fitbit. <laughs> show me how many calories you burned. Like you had to burn a lot going from like. Show me your Fitbit. Everything on it. Like, how many miles did you go calls, back? Like, how many miles of time did you go back? Yeah, and it'll have timestamps on everything. It says it does not work. <laughs> <laughs> Was not invented back then. <laughs> okay, so former scientist Sam Beckett finds himself trapped in time. Due, this is quantum leap. Due to an experiment gone awry, leaping into the body of a different person each week. Uh, Al, at first, is known as the observer. Uh, is Sam's holographic advisor? I have to bite the corners of my lips. That's funny. He provides Sam with some details about his new identity and gives him guidance on how to help the people affected by his presence. But with a little with little memory to help guide him, our hero is forced to bluff his way through many a wacky situation. Uh, Where the hell did I get Ziggy from? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to show how, right. How, he leaves through space and time during an experiment <laughs> by temporarily. T- okay. Um, it doesn't say that he has any sort of I'm looking for a Ziggy now nope how are you crazy I just want a Ziggy on the show <laughs> <laughs> you know you look, you look just like Ziggy from Quantum Leap <laughs> I wanted the sidekick who helps him through travel Holly had more than half of a weed cookie <laughs> I'm like I can't from crap but I thought about okay. that Ziggy guy on that Quantum Leap show <laughs> and I Okay, so Indy100.com, man claiming to be from the future, says he, he's he got footage of Las Vegas in 20, oh, 2120. 
Yes, really. A well-known time traveler who claims to have visited us from the future and has now released footage that he claims is Las Vegas in 2120. Uh, The man who is known as Noah made his headlines around the world earlier this year when he passed a lie detector test, which we know from Jazz, it's not even right. (laughs) Not accurate. When discussing his time-traveling escapades. This time, Noah's back. And he's posted a video on Apex TV YouTube channel saying that he's just got back from a failed mission, quote, and that he wants to spread the truth about the reality of time travel. In the video, he claims to have made two stops, one in 2060 and one in 2120, which is where he captured the footage as a part of a top secret mission. Near the end of the 16-minute clip, Noah finally pulls out his mobile phone to reveal footage of the city. Speaking about the clip, he says... These red clouds are global warming. It is a highly Im- impactful thing in the future. You can see it everywhere. I remember it being incredibly hot, but I'm pretty sure they're working on it in the future. Uh, many YouTubers have pointed out that there's many flaws with the video, focusing on the amazing coincidence that people seem to use current time current time mobile phones in the future. Um, Murab Khan wrote, Video is from the future, but his mobile phone is not from the future. Mm. So he recorded the video on his iPhone. Uh, he recorded the video on his future iPhone from 2030. I would have been uh, much more impressed with the technology um, uh, in an actual phone. Fake news. <laughs> that is clearly CGI. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Is there a Mick Jagger in 2120? <laughs> <laughs> wish we knew. Oh, how we wish we knew. Okay, so let's see if we can get this loaded up. Because that that's a good call. It's like, well... Um, that's that I know that phone, you know? Yeah, that was my first question is what kind of cell phone does he have? Is it like some supernatural one or is it an iPhone ten or Samsung eight? And if so, bullshit. Right. I don't know because I was like a video from two thousand one hundred twenty. He he blurred out his his face? Yeah, he blurred out his face and his voice is like blurred out. Why? Because I'm trying to like Amp up the dramaticness. No, I'm a time traveler from the 2030. <laughs> I came back to this time after a failed mission, <laughs> and I'm spreading the truth about time travel. You failed. What do we want to know about I you? Back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a loser, baby. And a bunch of other time periods, and I was able to record a video from the future. Today, I'll show you guys this video. I'll show you. From the future. Of the future. But right now, I have to clarify a lot of things that have happened to me and why I've went missing and why I've returned. (laughs) Thank you to everybody who's watching right now. I really appreciate it. So much people are watching me saying the truth, and I really appreciate it. I, I, I am deeply happy about it and appreciate it that I can reach so much people and spread my message because that's what I feel like I was made for I feel like my destiny is to tell everybody and shatter the illusion of what the government is doing so before returning to the year 2030 what did I do basically I took two stops 2060 and 2120 at those stops I was able to see a lot of things. In 2120, I was able to record from the top of a building with my hands 
a video from the future. Those hands, how to speak, I, I, kids. I wish, I wish it was great. <laughs> I took this in card back. The file is really corrupted, but it, it still is a video, and I can show it to you guys. It is, you can still see what it, it is, and you can make out what is shown. But I brought it back from the future. Get to it. It's highly corrupted, but I can show it to you guys. Hand motion for that, everything. I return to 2030. See, the reason why I stopped at two places was because I was time traveling with two other people who were in everything and who were able to get me back to my time. Hang on. And as I returned, lots of I hand motion. I'm I'm gonna fast forward. He this, must be so. Italian. <laughs> well, you can blur out his face, but you can't blur out the hand motions. He's Italian. <laughs> who claims this guy? <laughs> I'm trying to like get it just. just Get to the damn video. I like how it says the two guys I was with. They were like in everything. In everything. What do you mean? Like in everything? What? Are you talking about Try porn to get movies? Me back to my right time. Get to the damn video. Were they in radio? Were they in? I don't know. Derby racing. <laughs> a derby. I think this is a really, really long stretch to push a political agenda. While I'm not confirming or denying global warming, just give just give me that. I'm saying that this is a very, very radical attempt at pushing an agenda. I'm pretty sure they're working on it in the future. This that is a screensaver. Two guys from the future. Yeah. As you guys can see, <laughs> this is incredibly hard for me to think. I'm trying to show you guys as much as proof as possible. As much as. That is a video from the future. It you showed a video of spaceships flying across the sky? No, 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 those are definitely flying cars. From the future I mean, cars. Sorry. Of 2,120. Sir? Sir? Sir, can you tell us that story again real slow? <laughs> <laughs> and please, with last hand motions, they're very Would distracting. Would you guys be involved in, such as... More videos and live stream. I am not here as a sponsorship. I am here to try to. Can we interview this guy? <laughs> I, know. I mean, Keep seriously, calling. he would be uh, so fun. All right, I'm going back to the video. Oh, very dramatic pull in. Shut up. Those are flying cars, right? As you can see, there are three vehicles in this video. Yeah. The lights on the buildings are modernized lights as because people think it is more stylish for buildings. <laughs> this this vehicle does a U-turn, and these two vehicles pass each other. If any of you want to know the city that this is, it is Las Vegas, Nevada. These red clouds are global warming. It's the same three cars flying in the same pattern. That is a screensaver. <laughs> and yeah, that phone is from like right now. Right. Give me a future phone, one that's never been heard of, and I'll be like, oh, you may just be legit. What's this thing about? I want a time traveler to come from like the past and like have a Zach Morris phone. <laughs> and be like, man, your phones are tiny. unless you get that one google phone that's like a small tablet now i don't understand how people fucking talk on it see i like the bigger phones i got a big hands and a big face and i I always lose my phone remember you had that one phone that was like the size of your pocket oh yeah was it a google phone (laughs) 
it, I think it, it was it was it was um it was the flex phone. I think they that was that for, was the big one, right? Yeah, and they yeah. had like a little curve to it, um, so you could see a little more panoramic, I guess. Um, I dropped it on a treadmill. <laughs> Oops! <laughs> Didn't have a cover for it because I didn't want to pay for it. I need a cover <laughs> for this phone. <laughs> I wanted to drop three hundred dollars on a phone, but I was not going to pay the extra fifty bucks for a cover. <laughs> Come on, guilty. Right, and I didn't have I the dropped answer. it on a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, as you can see, um, in the future, <laughs> <laughs> you don't need uh screen protectors. Right, these are multiple tiny screens that you're seeing. These are not shards of glass. <laughs> you can see in all different dimensions because the screen is crushed. This is a phone from 2160. <laughs> what? Bullshit. I'm calling so much bullshit on I this mean, guy. It's insane. If I time traveled, I would do it on my own phone, too, because that's what I already had in my hand. I mean, who, who's got money to buy a future phone? I don't know. I mean, I mean, an iPhone, like, 50 would be, like, five grand. Are you gonna go, yeah, you're going to go break in somewhere and get one? And it has, like, this uh, attachment that would come out and apparently blow you, because how far can you actually go with phones to where they're so cool? Hello, sir. I need to get one of those million-dollar phones, but <laughs> can you just lend it to me, because I'm going to go back in time. <laughs> I need to... Uh, Videotape what's going on in this moment here. Let's know about global warming. This is actually not the present. I don't know if you know that, but this is the future. Now I have to go back to the past, which is actually the present. What? <laughs> and how embarrassing for the for the people who campaign for the idea of global warming to be like, oh God, don't, no, please stop. Not this no. guy. Shit. No. It's like you know, like I always say, like, oh, those crazy Christians. No, that crazy one guy. Of all things, you're gonna videotape global warming, <laughs> <laughs> and it's the like same three cars like going back and forth, and that's the only thing you would tape is global warming. Right? I want. I went. I, I failed my mission because I didn't freaking show anything cool. <laughs> I like how he called like the he sunset global warming. He's like, "Do you see those red clouds? That's global warming. No, yeah, that's that a sunset. sunset. <laughs> that is a CGI <laughs> sunset. That is a sunset from The Incredibles." <laughs> Very if pretty, you're by the wondering way. where I'm at right now, this is uh, Nevada, Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> See that? This, uh, they have uh, lots of red polo then, uh, sweaters in the future. That car just did a U-turn, and then, then that car is going to go straight. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a Las- drunk NASCAR host. <laughs> isn't Las Vegas like a desert, and isn't it on water? Yeah, oh, it, there's a lot of desert. I just came back from Vegas, actually. Um... It's hot as fuck. There's a lot of water. Like, no, excuse me. There's not a lot of water. It's, just, <laughs> it's hot as fuck and there's like, water everywhere. It's, it's the rum kicking in. Um, no, yeah, that's... It, the sunsets look like that, but it's like, no, that's not it. That looks so computerized, it's unreal. It was the same three cars flying in the same formation. That is a screensaver from Windows 96. You know what you're saying. Maybe it was Air Uber drivers, and they were just he- going in loops. He would no, say, yes. in the future, there's only three no styles of cars. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> I was shooting a commercial for Ford in 2160. <laughs> Everybody drives clockwise. Everyone. <laughs> Just like an NASCAR race. I mean, I want to. NASCAR of the future. 
The only thing you're going to talk about is global warming. You said you failed a mission. You try and travel with two other people. You left out so much information. With two other people that are in everything. <laughs> the hell does that who, even who mean? helped him get back to this time? They're in everything. <laughs> the Tom Cruise? I, I guess he's in a lot of movies. I. Why would you admit to being a failure? <laughs> <laughs> because of that red polo sweater, that's what it was. Yeah. That the Christmas sweater in July is not working. <laughs> you fail on so many levels, bro. I left at Christmas time and I came back in July. <laughs> but Oh my god, I can't How even look this guy. Were you gone for? Did anybody notice you were gone? Right. That's not the I want to interview his family. <laughs> Do you notice his absence? <laughs> Um, he was always a loner, so no. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> when I came back in, like I left the room, I came back in, he was still rolling his weed on the couch. He had a pillow so in his bed. I didn't think he left. <laughs> it was right where I left him. It's like, um, what's that movie? Uh, Feel- <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and he just <laughs> pretends like he's at home. and uh, He's got the setup. <sighs> Fake news. Lord Mom, mercy. I'm sick. I'm gonna go time travel. Sorry, I gotta go time travel. The, the two guys—they're in everything. I love that he, you know, blurred out his face and he changed his voice because the government is gonna come after him. I know that's the thing, but he was talking for so long about it too. It's like he was like going around in circles. I just uh, thank you for listening. I He's mean, Rocky. I, 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 thank you for listening. I mean, th- th- thank you for listening. <laughs> no one, no one, my mom and dad wouldn't even listen to me. Uh, uh, but I still want him on the show. <laughs> right. I do too. I want, I don't, he can't sit though. He's got to stand up and pace because I, I want to. You know he wouldn't come on because he'd be like, I can't show you my face. So he would just call. Right. But I want to make sure it's really him and not someone else. (laughs) (sighs) He's at the beach. Yeah, (laughs) what was he doing? Where where was he? Like hanging out at the lake? And uh, I swear, I think I heard somebody in that video go, Go long. (laughs) (laughs) Did you really? I thought. You probably did. Some guys playing like <laughs> there's a dog <laughs> taking his shit. In the there's like guys playing football behind him on the beach. Go long. You don't realize there's a time traveler behind you. Have hey. some respect. <laughs> it's in the go long is in the same voice that he was using. Go long. Go, go long. long. I can't. Oh, yeah. shit, that's too funny. <laughs> oh, my God. If you have any information on this boy's aware, uh, <laughs> whereabouts, <laughs> please contact us here at the I can't. I can't even with that. That is too damn funny. Do you, does he have his own YouTube channel? Yeah. Actually, okay. I will post it okay, to... Okay, please. Like, yeah, we got to watch. Please leave him a comment Say. Wow, I found this vi- really. <laughs> Do we want him to call in? Wow, I really find this fascinating. Like, like, um, like, can you dude. please tell me more. I we have a, our own podcast, and um, and I wouldn't make you, fun of him either. If you'd be I really interested wouldn't. in calling in live, 
No judgment. I mean, judgment right now because you're not here. Uh, I would not judge you to your face. We are a very open-minded show. We want we want the guy to come on. Right? I asked if but he had I'm his not own gonna, YouTube I'm not going to like, yeah, he's got a YouTube channel. So I will post she could it. leave a message on there. And ask if he would come on the show. Like, I, like this is open channel. No judgment. If you're on the show, of course, I'm making fun of you right now, but. You're not here, so that's why. Right. So come here, and we won't I want make you fun to of you. Defend yourself. And you, and you, yeah, defend yourself. You pre- present. We make fun of everyone, by the way. Right. I know. <laughs> no one is safe from the watch list. Um, so not really anything. Yeah. If you, you. Pre- if you present a valid <laughs> argument, um, if you actually can explain yourself, I want to know a few things. But um, mostly, what was your mission? Who were the people you were with? How did they help you? How did you even tra- time travel in the first place? Where were you at on that beach? <laughs> right. Where were you filming? Why Las Vegas? Who are those sexy dudes in the background playing football? <laughs> are you Italian? You have <laughs> lots of hand motions every time you talk. I feel like, yes, you are. What did you learn when you time traveled? Yeah, I want to know more. Like, if, if bro, if you can present a valid argument... Who gave the um who gave the lie detector test? Um Yeah, that's another thing. Is they didn't say. We're just supposed to assume like, oh, he passed a lie detector test and everything. That's what makes me believe this is for, for an agenda. I mean Do you have any more footage of anything, like pictures or anything other than the, the screensaver? <laughs> other than the video of flying cars going three flying cars going around in the same loops. We have unanswered questions. Please, I thought you were, were going to say you have a call. Questions. We have a caller. I was like, "Holy shit! It's, it's him. him! How did he know he is a time?" We'd have to do video calls so I could see the hand motions while he talks. It's more enjoyable. He's oh, using the same voice. Oh, hello, uh, right. well, first of all, thank you for uh, listening to me. Uh, hello, thank you for listening. Paul. Paul. <laughs> Oh, uh, my God. So I'm trying to find the article that I pulled up earlier today that they are calling more and more, like, this is, like, a, an emergency for Catholics. They want to train more um, exorcists because they believe, for one thing, that, and this has been of speculation forever now, that Satan has infiltrated the Vatican. We've talked about that. And that demon possession is more rampant than ever before. Okay, here we go. So, uh, tele- telegraph.co.uk, uh, exorcist in training as the Vatican tackles rising cases of demon and possession. Uh, Satan, uh, um, the Vatican is holding a training course for exorcists from around the world to help the Roman Catholic Church uh, cope with the growing numbers of people who claim to be possessed, church officials say. A conference held in April at the uh, Pontifical in Athenian, in Athenian? Regina uh, in Rome will focus on anthropological, uh, social, theological, uh, pastoral, and medical aspects of exorcism and the prayer of liberation. It is aimed especially at providing uh, support for bishops who train priests to uh, Priest to become exorcist. Uh, Cardinal and, and Angelo, excuse me, I can't even talk today. Amato and the Vatican um, 
prefect for the Congregation of the Causes of Saints, will open proceedings with a lecture on fighting Satan. Uh, the number of Italians approaching exorcists has tripled recently to half a million people. Um, Father Caesar, a priest who learned uh, how to cast demons out from Italy's most famous exorcist, uh, Father Gabriel, uh, told the Vatican Insider that in the popular mind, the exorcist is a sort of uh, a good wizard who deals with the devil. He acknowledged that many people who turn to exorcists in reality have problems of the family, of losing work, uh, even girls with problems of the heart, while others suffer from spiritual deviation. Even among Catholics, there's a lot of uh, superstition, he said. I have been asked uh, for help by a girl who requested a long-distance exorcism of her ex-boyfriend who left her. In such cases, one tries to give a human understanding. True possession by demons is not common, he says, cautioning, nevertheless, the devil is always lying in ambush. Nowhere is immune, uh, not even the Vatican. Satan arrives wherever there are human beings. Um, Brother Benigio Palivia, excuse me, a, a Sicilian exorcist also blames superstition for the surge. Uh, the number of people ready to make use of wizards, sorcerers, people reading cards, and the tarot has increased, he told Vatican News. Uh, that leads to demon and demons in possession. Uh, last month, a brother, Apelia, uh, organized a grassroots training course for the Sicilian exorcists who learned about the Satanist sects and uh, heard stories of the liberation from the exercise. A self-taught exorcist certainly will make mistakes. He needs a period of apprenticeship. The possessed are the existential backwater of which Pope Francis talks. Uh, they are people who suffer a lot, unfortunately, are not inserted uh, in the church registry official. Um, Father Trecky, that's how it's spelled. Not <laughs> Trecky isn't Sir Trecky. Um, says the course in Rome next month is timely because the struggle against the devil has reached a crucial stage of history. Many Christians no longer believe in the existence of the uh, Malin one, um, Satan. A few exorcists are appointed. There are no longer young priests willing to learn the doctrine and the practice of the liberation of souls. Critics warn that exorcisms can be a form of spiritual abuse and counsel extreme caution when using them. The Church of England says medical professionals must be consulted where appropriate. Ann Richards, finally a name I can read. The Church of England's national uh, advisor on such issues told The Guardian, exorcism in a technical sense, is incredibly rare. I don't think I've ever come across a case that's been so authorized. So I remember the film The Exorcist and Father Karras when her uh, Reagan's mom is pleading, I need somebody. Like they, they sent me to you. Like All these doctors, they sent me to you, and now you're sending me back to them? And he's like, well, we don't do exorcisms anymore because we know... We know about things like mental illness now and uh, schizophrenia and things like that. Now they're medically treated. Um, you know, if it's a very, uh, it's a, if it's a primitive practice and, but do you think, cause obviously in this article, there are priests who are like this surge of exorcists. Like they just want somebody to feel like a wizard to like solve your problems. Oh, it's cause there's a demon, you know, your boyfriend left you because He's demon-possessed, you know, and, and it's it's all the power of suggestion. So let's go with the power of suggestion, and let's say that, because even in the film The Exorcist, I keep referring back to that, it's one of my favorite films, Um, he comes in and he thinks he's going to use the power of suggestion to exercise this girl, that there's no way she's mm -hmm. possessed 
by a demon because she keeps saying she's possessed by the devil himself. Mm-hmm. And that's just, it, it's, it's all an act. So he sprays holy water on her, but it's not really holy water. It's just regular tap water. And she's writhing in pain, you know, like it's really hurting her. It's like, well, he's the father of lies too. So it's like he will use, he'll mix the truth with lies to deceive us, blah, 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 blah. So, but in the event that we do use the power of suggestion because it is very strong, and let's say someone exercises you and you're like, wow, my life got so much better. You know, is it because you always think back to that exorcism and it just shifted your thinking? Is it like somebody pulling a quarter behind your ear? And you're like, oh my God, that wasn't there before. When really they had it in their hand the whole time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think so. Do you think it's a bad thing or a good thing? Because it's it's like if it it's almost like placebo, right? If it works, it works. True. Or is it mentally abusive? Okay. So when I went to church all the time when I was like 16, we had these. They weren't exorcisms per se because it's not the Catholic Church, but they had conference sure. is where you were like reading the Bible, studying that. And then people came along, including myself, and like loose demons from you, right? So you're like sitting in some like chick's face. It was like, release the... You're sitting on some release chick's her. face. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Phrasing. Uh but no, you're like in some chick's face and you're like, loose the, the spirit of Jezebel from this woman in the name of Jesus, you know, da 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 da. And then all of a sudden she's supposed to not be a whore anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't work. I mean, okay, so I'm sure, uh, whatever, there are spirits out there and they can, you know, pro- probably invade someone's body. But I mean, I feel like the majority of, these things from my personal experience, like loosing a demon from somebody that was never even in there. It was just their excuse as to why they acted under a certain, like, in a behavior or whatever. Um, and I'm sure there's very different cases of this where, you know, demons maybe <laughs> invaded this person's body or soul or whatever. I mean, I would imagine that's definitely possible. But you you probably agree that it's extremely, extremely rare. Yeah, I've I've never witnessed it, and I did a lot of those conferences. So, and basically the girls that were being loose of Jezebel or the people are being loose of, you know, et cetera, et cetera, were just... Bad behavior, like bad life choices. You're making these decisions, but you're trying to find a scapegoat for it, which is a demon because you're in a church. So it's easy right. to do that. But in the event that it does work and the power of suggestion yeah. that you've been exercised, it does work. Let's say they just live a life free of whoring or you know, whatever, drugs, whatever. Is it mentally and spiritually abusive or is it harmless? I feel like if, if it works, it works. If it works and it helps somebody, no. Not really, right. because I mean, again, placebo effect. So they're believing what you're saying and they then feel free of guilt. And I think part of uh, acting horribly is feeling some sort of guilt and or bad feelings about yourself, having low self-esteem. So, I mean, if that kind of looses you from that or whatever, that's 
in my opinion, that's kind of a favor. I, I agree with Jess in the sense that um, they're two different sides. So say the side where the person, the the woman is saying that her boyfriend left her and that he needs to be uh, have the demon exercised out of him because she's just unhappy at his decision making and she's lonely and now she's depressed. Well, no, that is wrong and that's evil to do to someone because you, now you're trying to control that that man and say that this problem is wrong with him <clears throat> when that is not the case. So now you're affecting his life in a negative way. <clears throat> so to make her happy for, <clears throat> excuse me, a temporary situation. Um, <clears throat> I can't talk. <clears throat> so it m- reminds me, though, of reverse psychology in a way, though. Um, in the sense of you think that something else is going on, so then it changes your viewpoint and makes you want to be different or it makes you want to feel different. Sure. So you have someone who maybe felt depressed or down before, and then all of a sudden they think that their problem is cured even though that really wasn't their issue, and now they feel more motivated and they are going to take on that day and have a more positive outlook. Okay, well, then that's positive and that's good. I mean, if you're not hurting anybody, I wouldn't say that it's it's a you know a loss if that's what they need to feel. If that's what they need. If that's what they need. Right. So it's like um, if you are the conduit for mental liberation, that is not a bad thing. Because we could say, well, you're, you're, the demon is possessing you. But what is that demon? Is that an actual demon or is that your own demons? Like your mental issues that you have that you need to get over to make yourself feel good enough to take on this day? Right. Hallelujah. Or is this like an actual demon? (laughs) Like, (laughs) so technically you are having some issues where you feel, don't feel good enough to take on the day and have the encouragement you need to feel like you need to make your life choices better or your thought process is not where it needs to be. And all of a sudden you feel like someone's coming up to you and invigorating you by saying that they're taking the demon out of you. Right. Okay, maybe you in that moment thought a physical demon, but not necessarily. Like, if that's what you need, then I mean, if you need to give it a face, if you need to make it a thing, you know, then so be it. But also, in that same token, like it's placebo effect to make you feel better for that moment. But I don't think that that lasts. So at some point, you're going to come up against it again because when it comes down to it, you haven't dealt with your shit. Right. You know? There's that so too. for the time being, you feel better and you feel consoled that you're not this or that. But at the end of the day, you're still this or that because you've chosen these things and you're not fixing your shit. Like what's wrong with you inside? You're just like, oh, my God, I was loose to the demons. Now I'm all good. That's not how dealing with your shit goes. Your demons will so come back to haunt you. They I think, will. I think deal it's with also your shit. in the situation, like the girl whose boyfriend broke up with her. Yeah, that's not going to solve anything. Say he does get back with you and then put on a happy face and act like, whoa, I was just possessed. And that's why I broke up with you. <laughs> and now I'm going to f- force this and, and make myself believe that I was happy. That's why I cheated well, on you because I was possessed by a demon. <laughs> yeah. Cause you there was a demon in my pants crazy. that made me cheat on you. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
You know what they say about the crazy ones, so that's why he came back. I it wasn't because so, of doing the Now that we got that ex- over with, it's an excellent I, night for an on. exorcism, baby. How many times are you going to use the demon in your pants story to get out of your cheating? Uh, uh, <laughs> or get out how of your many pants? De- how many demons are you going to have uh, that you need to exercise out of your body? We're going to work on them demons tonight. <laughs> so... I think when it comes to that, no, yeah, because you're not hitting the actual problem that you have going on. So you're just putting a, a temporary Band-Aid on a situation that has a deeper rooted issue, like Jess said. But if you're someone who, I mean, we're talking, like, Casey posts a lot of um, uplifting um, spiritual things. And I, like, I'll post things like that, too, because that's what we feel helps us because... We can relate to it. It makes us feel good. It brings positive energy. Yeah, even if it's something that we're telling ourselves for the moment, like it's it's affirmations. It's almost hypnotism, but we will eventually believe it. And I feel like everyone needs that in their own way. Right. And if you feel that a group of people are giving you attention and making you feel... Like something is wrong with you and they're taking it away in a sense. I get what what you're saying with um, that's going to only be a temporary situation. But I, temporary I guess it depends fix. on this person and it depends on the situation. So yeah, everyone needs a support yeah. group and maybe that's what they feel like their support group was. I mean, that's basically what it is because you're in a congregation of people that are being supportive because you're changing to be quote-unquote better or and they're honestly if we're being for real it's more like them um you know when they're not showing their hypocritical side so i mean it's a support group and then you're like oh my god i feel better which is what every addict feels when they go to a support group they have peers that are surrounding them that can um i guess relate to what they're going through to some point so you know I mean, it's a support group. Is it really the most healthy way? Probably not, because if you have somebody who keeps telling you, no, it's not you, it's this demon. So I'm going to shake these chicken bones over you. Right. No, you're not the problem. It's everybody right. else. So what time Dance do it you right there. take accountability and responsibility for your own damn actions instead of blaming everything else? <laughs> you know? So let's there blame everybody else and we're going to, to take that away. You keep being your great self and you don't need You're to a victim. You're a victim so, because this demon has that's infiltrated exactly, your body. Yep. Oh, mercy me. So now I'm torn. Oh, I'm torn. Is it mental abuse? Is it placebo? Is it good? Is it bad? Or is it, is it just is? Sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes it's terrible. Have you seen um, on Netflix? Like <laughs> Once again, we're promoting pool. Netflix. But um, my sister and I Netflix like to watch. sponsorship. Seriously. <laughs> right. Seriously. My Let sister and I like to watch. Shout out to uh, criminal cases and trying to figure out if the person is really guilty or not but we also like to watch lately we like to watch cult shows um where people got involved in cults and they didn't realize that they were cults till a b and c happened and then they realized that they were too deep into it what is that called uh i mean i wish i had my phone working right now i would look it up Uh, i think it was um because it was it's a, called cult. It was It was something like cult, something or other. But um, there were so many episodes, and each one talks about a different thing. So even there was even Mormons in there. 
Or was it? Were no. they losing? No, no, no. Demons, sorry, not more. Were they speaking in sorry, tongues? Sorry, I just totally <laughs> said the wrong thing. There was even Jehovah's Witnesses in there. Oh wow! And um, for that one, they talked a lot about uh, covering up child predators and oh, uh, child really? sexual abuse. Yeah, I thought that was like a Mormon thing because in their religion. It says that you don't involve the outside community as far as police and such. Right. You're supposed to figure it out in your own system. So you're supposed to have two people who witness the it's act. called one of us? Of the child, you know, sexual abuse. And then, which um, I believe it's two elders. And then, and then it'll be brought to the attention of... Because they're just hanging out at literally everybody's house, little girl, like at the same point right. in time. So <laughs> the okay. child is supposed to tell someone, and then if you can get, from what I understood, you can if you can get two people in the, in the community to believe, then it will be taken seriously. But oh, wow. this lady's story that I was talking, she was a Jehovah's Witness, and her mom was a Jehovah's Witness, and that's how she mm-hmm. got into it. And she said that when you're in that religion. If you want to be out of it, you have to write a letter and say that you and say that you don't want to be in the religion anymore. And then you're pretty much dead to them. Oh, yeah. Like you're dead to your family, too. They can't if they see you at the grocery store, they can't even look at you. No, they have to act like you don't exist because you're like they they feel sorry for you. Well, you're tainted. Yeah. So she said that she was sexually abused when she was a child. Um, And it went on for a long time and she tried to speak up but the guy threatened to kill her pretty much so then another um girl that she knew was sexually abused by the same person and then she the they told each other that they were sexually abused and found out that it was the same person so they went to one of the members in the community who they trusted and they and they thought was actually like a friend who was an older adult and the person said don't ever say that again and said that they were lying I want to beat up a bunch of Jehovah's Witnesses now. <laughs> so for a long period of time, they were had to suffer through this sexual abuse. God, that's awful. And now her whole thing was just trying to make people aware of the religion and try to show that that the these people are covering up sexual abuse and 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 that it goes on all the time and that it's just. If you know that someone is sexually abusing a child, you just look the other way almost. Wow, that's so messed up. Jesus. It was it called One of Us? I'm still trying to look up the show. Um, I mean, I wish my phone was working. Like I said, I'd text my sister and she would tell me. I don't have your sister's number and she probably doesn't <laughs> want me to have it. Depends on I, the day I, with your sister. You know what? I know we only do sh- this show once every other week, but next next time we're on here, um, I will definitely remember. Or I'll post it uh, when I can remember on the watch list yeah, Facebook page. Do that because I'm curious. I kind of want to yeah, watch it. This. Yeah, I like. I need something good to binge watch, and it can't be. I don't know. It's got to be something darker. I'm in the mood for something darker than right. Jessica Jones right now. You know? Something a little less um, made, Something true life. Yeah, exactly. It, it just, it, yeah. The only reason I even thought about it was because you guys were talking about exorcism, and there was one cult that 
was started with a man who and ended up being a big child sexual predator and he took in these girls who were underage and ended up making them his brides and such <sighs> because he had a house full of not only his regular adult wife but she allowed all this to happen and she treated him like he was were they Mormon? royalty were they and Mormon not that from what I remember I can't, I can't remember what that one was called but um, he's dead now but one of his wives you and hell <laughs> and calls it a different name now but still tries to continue on this group. Wow. So the reason I remember it is because he had, um, I believe it was his niece, and she was a really pretty young girl, and then eventually when she got a little bit older, he had her living with him and said that he told her, you're going to be my bride. So he was going to make his relative, his his child bride, and then you're going to be my bread. And then when like and her name was Mary, from what I, I remember, because I watched quite a few of them. Um, Fucking gross. And he told her that they were going to have sexual relations after because he said that they were married now, and she refused and declined. And he got upset, so he sent her away, and said that if he if she was declining him, then obviously she was mentally unstable and had <sighs> issues. So then she, and in the end, she ended up, the they fuck? ended up believing that she was possessed. So then they performed all these acts on her to rid her of her demons. That's uh, terrible. Wow. That is so fucked up. So she ended up, it was pretty tragic, but she ended up um, dying eventually when she was from um, in her 40s or 50s. Not from that. Um, they say actually a lot of people who joined that, that cult ended up killing themselves like a lot of people well, that makes um, sense. but she actually yeah she got really heavy into drugs and alcohol shocker can't imagine why besides being unwillingly raped and then persecuted for not being being raped and ugh. she tested a fight against him um, when she was 18 eventually and uh, she was released from their clutches uh, Good for and said that he was doing all this do you go to prison um, I'm trying to remember now. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. um, my memory. She's like, you gotta watch it and find out. <laughs> I'm gonna have yeah. to. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I'm gonna. Well, that that's not awesome. I mean, the show no, sounds no. awesome. Um, or do we want to go to a break? Uh huh. All right. Yeah. When we come back, more crap. <laughs> Can you hear me dancing? Mm-hmm. Can you guys hear that? <laughs> That's me dancing. That's Holly's butt hitting the table. <laughs> oh, shit. Why is it so watery? I don't know. All right. So, guys, did you know that uh, success could be in your DNA? Ooh. Yeah. According to dailymail.co.uk, being rich and successful really is in your DNA. Uh, being dealt the gene, right genes determines whether you get uh, get on in life. Of course, it's you know British thing playing for being successful. Yeah. Um, get on in life. Um, 
According to a new study, uh, scientists have found social mobility is partially written in our genes, uh, which can uh, make us high flyers or high earners. A study of more than 20,000 people in the UK, US, and New Zealand found those with certain genetic variations earned more money, had better careers, and got further in education. Regardless of which class they came from, their genes could help them do better in life uh, than their parents before them. The study lends weight to a theory that nature, rather than nurture, largely determines how well people get on in their lives. Uh, a team of researchers from Duke University School uh, Medicine in Durham North, North, Durham, North Carolina undertook a genome-wide association study on more than 20,000 individuals from Britain, New Zealand, and the United States who were followed from childhood into adulthood. Man, this was a really long study. Uh, the GWAS looked for thousands of tiny changes in genetic code in the individuals that previous studies had linked with success at school. Unsurprisingly, they found that men and women with genes for education or high polygenic scores uh, did better academically. Uh, but the same genes also helped make someone up upwardly mobile. Uh, those with a high polygenic score did better in terms of education, occupation, and wealth compared with their parents and siblings, regardless of the individual's familia, uh, social class, and uh, as children. Among pairs of siblings, the brother or sister with the best score intended to be more successful. Lead author Dr. Daniel Belsky from the Department of Population Health Sciences at Duke University said findings from these analyses show that education-linked genetics may provide clues to biological processes in human development that influence success in school, at work, and in the accumulation of wealth across life. The authors say our genes explain only roughly 4% of differences in social mobility. Uh, people with a high genetic score uh, for education also tend to come uh, from more affluent homes. Uh, but even when parents' social class is taken into account, the study found genes still have an effect. A mother's genetic score could even predict her child's education achievements, suggesting someone's genes uh, could even improve the success uh, of the next generation by changing their own behavior. Um, one explanation for the connection between education-linked genetics and social class is that a person's education-linked genetics influence their development of traits and behaviors that in turn contribute to their successes. For example... Education-linked genetics could influence brain development in ways that affect behavior, leading to differences in achievement in school and beyond. Um, data available range from, um, from the age at which they said their first words to how much they earn as adults, blah, 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 blah. So I'm still trying to scan this article for what is the success genes. Like, why do they determine that? Because... Um, Polypolygenic. Okay, okay, here we go. What what are polygenic scores? Uh, a polygenic score, polygenic means many genes, is an algorithm that looks um, at an individual's DNA. It adds up multiple variants about an individual's health and social status. Researchers say this number could be indicate advantages inherited by some people in the form of biological mechanisms, genes, or socially transmitted opportunities, for example, um, their parents. From this, research is used to predict future educational and economic successes. Research has shown that children with higher polygenic scores were more likely, um, on average, to obtain an A and B. Um, they also found that 65% of people with a higher PGS went on to do A levels. Um, so the vast majority of traits, such as height to vitamin D levels, are based on many variants. Um, a polygenic score helps uh, 
put one's result in context than the rest of the population. So I still don't quite understand what the polygenic is, like what, what determines a higher score. I was, I'm wondering if you can go get a blood test and say, hey, can you look for this? And what if you don't have it? Wouldn't you just be bummed? Like, oh, or like the demon possession thing, you've now found a scapegoat to your problem. Oh, it's in my genes. I'm a loser because my blood count. Like if you found out that your genetic equation did not add up to being successful and wealthy. Yeah. Potential. Then you could be like, Oh well, that's why I'm I'm because I'm handicapped. That's why I've been living in my parents' basement for the last forty years. <laughs> it's it's my vitamin D levels. <laughs> you could say that, and then to make yourself feel better, and then continue on because you feel like, well, there's a there's a reason. Yeah, like this is my <laughs> handicap. I'm not meant for a successful life, right? So I might as well not try. <laughs> Yeah, I. I don't know because I think it would make a lot of people depressed. Like I think so too. Because people then it's, live it's in saying, average lives, and then they take a test, and they're thinking, "Man, I think I'm pretty. I think I'm pretty awesome." You sound they, like Tawley. <laughs> I think I'm pretty awesome. I'm just gonna get a little high. <laughs> they, they're living pretty average lives. Like they're not making a lot, but they're not. They're not. You know, they're. Middle, you know, and then they're gonna think, "Why God? Why?" But they're not wealthy, and they're like, "Yeah, I got a good job that I work nine to five, and I do this and that, and I've been with the company for the last fifty years." And (laughs) why would they bust me for smoking pot? I don't have that gene in me. I'm gonna give up. Right? Exactly. Some people would do that. They would. So not everybody is fit for this information, whether it's true or not. It would cause hysteria. I think it's a bunch of bullshit. The end of the world's coming. Let's not even try. Right. Because I'll tell you one thing. Okay. So you've got people. I know some people that, I mean, obviously we all do. We know the handful of people who were not the product of their environment. Don't even seem like they're related to their parents. Their parents were drug addicts. They passed away. Whatever. And they are totally, they are big successes. Yeah, they went on to get their master's degree or became a, a master in their art form in some way. Right. And, and you know, things like addiction, which is a genetic thing, could run rampant. And, they, and they, they're not addicted to anything except their own success. Right. And if anything, like the fact of growing up with that was the one thing that completely turned them away from trying and doing all of those things. So they wanted to be and end up being the opposite of said parents. Right. I don't know. Maybe you could be like those ladies that were switched at birth and didn't realize it till they were pretty much dead. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what, in their 80s. <laughs> uh, we that's talked about that last why. time. Yeah. What a bummer. Uh, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. It's all the what if. Yeah. <laughs> or you just win the lottery. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty obvious <laughs> right. that circumstance does absolutely give you a uh, leg up when it comes to doing things. But most, I don't know, it's tough to, uh, all, 
all the people that I knew that grew up in money money were adopted. So that wouldn't even apply because they weren't genetically connected to those people, their parents. Um, but their circumstance, one person, it made them strive even harder and they strive harder every day because they feel like they still have to earn something. You know what I'm saying? Like respect or love or whatever. And the other one is just a complete leech on life and sucks dry as dad's like huge trust fund. And his dad's really smart. So that's not genetically connected. But there's also something to be said about circumstance. Right. So, well, for right. the kid's dad, do you have parents that they have their genes and they, you, a lot of times you'll see that if you have successful parents such as doctors, lawyers, um, even, you know, dentists and such, they'll want to follow in their parents' footsteps or religious reasons. Like a lot to a lot of um, Indian background families, they put pressure on their kids to become doctors and same with Muslim. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely a culture thing. Agreed. So they will make them feel like they have to do that. And, uh, I mean, whether that's because they have genetic, they genetically can do it because their parents were success, successful and uh, smart. I don't know. Or just because they had so much pressure and that was the only thing that they could do because they'd be an outcast in their family. Hmm. Hmm. Are we talking about really genetics or are we talking about your family is going to put this hot iron under your butt to make you <laughs> right where well, a lot of families nowadays it's like well uh, if you don't want if you just don't want to do anything i mean that's your life too but at the same token okay i had a friend who his dad is some sort of higher up in an oil company over in um it's not iran it's not iraq it's oh saudi arabia and that's where he's from and his sisters are from and his mom's Polish and they moved here when he was like 14 and his dad was really successful. His mom was really successful. His dad made a ton of money and he went the opposite way. He was going to college. He started doing drugs and I mean, they were also like his parents were very strict, but um, his sisters were very successful and then he went down the wrong path. He ended up in prison. So... I mean, I don't know. Genetics can only speak for so much of it. There's so much left uh, open to choices. Right. You know, to say that somebody's predisposed to make good choices is ridiculous because that's not necessarily true. It's hard because they have, there's so much equation of making a person. Genetic wise, yeah. obviously, you're going to say, well, your span of knowledge that you can grasp and handle this is this much because this is your genetic background and this is how your brain has developed and um, genetically you are able to process information and maybe be able to retain it or better than some people, you know, mm -hmm. or um, there's also the factor of your surroundings. They say with psychology, the family that you grew up in and the fluence that they had on you, well, that's going to make a difference too. Right. 
So if you were subjected to certain situations, you're going to grow up differently. Um, whether you turn into an alcoholic because you had an alcoholic parent or if you turn into an abusive person because you saw abuse, that's one thing. But you know, just from going through harsh situations and molding the person you are, I do believe that that does make a difference in some aspect. The knowledge that you gain through right. what you learned as a child, especially when you're impressionable. Yeah, I don't think there's any water. There's no there's no weight to this. So I just don't see that logically. What a waste have, of money. You have choice. You have choices. You also waste have research. Cure <laughs> cancer, you fucks. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I don't give a shit about any of this. You have choices, but you also have uh environmental influence, but you also have genetic equation of how usually what kind of person you're going to turn out based on your genetic buildup. All these things take into account of where you actually end up on your path. To say that you have this genetic equation, which is only one part of you, what you do with that is, you know, can make a total difference too. Um, you have the potential there. That's like your base. I have this going for me. If I want to do these things, I can do them because this is my base and, and uh, genetically I was given this. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be your fate because right. you have options and your environmental situations influence you and also your own decision making. So that to me, that system is a little flawed with what Casey's article is talking about because just because it says genetically that you could be determined for success doesn't mean you're going to be successful. It means right. that you have the capabilities. Sure. But everybody does. <laughs> well, okay. Okay. Now that's barring certain financial situations that you were brought up in, obviously, you right. know, but even You're then, like, me, you like, know, started from the bottom. Now we're here, you know, like some people move out of that situation. Ooh. I know plenty of people who grew up poor that now have their master degrees. Granted, they took out a shit ton of student loans. They'll be paying those off forever. Right. But so everybody, point, we're all being debt till we die. Right. They all got to where they wanted to be. And it wasn't something that was genetically made up because, you know, their dad worked for GM as a line worker and, their mom was like a school teacher and I don't know. And I was to say, like, a lot of people probably could do quite a bit with their lives if they had the means to do it, such as coming across money. Right. And being able to do whatever you wanted, not feeling like held back. So oh. if I get this genetic testing and you're telling me that I could be successful and wealthy... Where's my money? I mean, what's the point of even knowing that if I have nothing to use? To Do I get a check? <laughs> right. Can I use this certificate to show people that I'm worthy of getting their trust to get their money so that I can use it? For right. Here's my smart certificate. Hire Success me. is in my DNA. Look, trust me. This is my genetic makeup that I had done last week. It showed that I have the gene for success. I can take your money and double it by next you know, Tuesday. I mean, look right here. The numbers are there. wonder if that's how Bitcoin started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm just thinking uh, if some Okay. Knowing what I know now from this article and somebody said that they get that test done and they offered me the same thing that you just did, I'd be like, well, maybe. How much are you talking? <laughs> Let me try it out. <laughs> try it out. I might believe you. <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe. But they also said that, you know, genetically you can tell if someone is uh, predisposed to be good at sports and such and that they can take these things genetically and put them into different people for building the type of child that you want. Like designer children. Yeah, designer children. So you could take, well, I I want them to be good at sports, but I also want them to have the genetic wealth and success <laughs> that we're talking about. I would like them to have blue eyes and thick eyebrows. <laughs> I want right. them to give me all their money when they get to a certain age and support me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't put me into a senior home. Ooh, can I just throw in one really off topic sort of? Not yeah, really. go for it. Okay. So, uh, like the breeders and everything, they're like, no, have kids because if not, nobody will take the care of you breeders. when you get old. <laughs> And I'm like, um, but how do you know that your kid's going to take care of you when you when they get old? Like, how do you know they're not going to get hooked on heroin, rob you fucking blind, and leave you with <laughs> nothing? Because I, I you don't know. Well, I told you that before, didn't I? That uh, someone that I knew, every time that she heard that I didn't want to have kids, she said, well, you know, I didn't want kids at first either. But I mean, then I started thinking about who's going to take care of me when I'm old. It's called a long-term plan. That's why you had kids? Right. Long-term care plan. So then I had kids. Like, what? That's why you had that's, kids? Yeah, that's not how that goes. I have, a, I have a client who she's already looking into that. retirement communities because she's – but she's been looking into it for a long time because she wants a sense of community. She Good, She gets a choice. It. Yeah, she gets a choice in where she ends up. Yeah. And it's a place like, you know, in Nevada that's really beautiful and – um, great scenery, and they have a strong community. She goes, I want to be able to be with other people that are like me. And Fantastic. You know, that's awesome to have a choice. Yeah, And I don't think enough people think about that. Nobody thinks about end of life. I worked for a financial advisor for five years, and there are so many clients. They had money, but they didn't have long-term care plans, which is a plan you pay into to guarantee comfort at the end, and that you're not going to be in some busted-ass nursing home, basically, where you're shitting yourself and they're not cleaning up after you. Um, so there's plenty of senior communities out there that are absolutely amazing, and nobody at our age, which this is the age where I'm 35, you should start thinking about that stuff, your retirement, your Ugh. long-term. I know, <laughs> but you know what? If you don't start thinking I about know. it now, you're going to be way behind and money, and you're going to be fucked when you turn. I'm 65. already behind in money and fucked. Well, so am I, but you know, at I the know. same point, no, I've I got to figure did, out a way to make that happen. Right. I do have a 401k, and I did start a Roth IRA this year. So oh, girl, I'm proud of you. Thank you. I don't have a sound effect, so we'll just do yeah, a pause. the box. These, these suck. What the hell's going on? I don't oh, know. They're all busted. People keep smashing them. Busted as bells. Smash. What happened to the red box? I don't know. It's right there under the. Next to the coffee thing. I, uh, on top. Under the white thing. Oh. There you go. Here's your toy, Holly. Here's your red box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the red box. Well, Yay, 401k. There's like $800 in it. Hey, that's the start. We're start like... I don't know. All those buttons are fucked up. Like each button is like a different thing that it's not supposed to be. It's like a trick. Maybe box. bit of you. If you're, you're like, here's applause. Plan for your future. 
Right. <laughs> it's all ass backwards. Look for the sad one. That'll be the applause. Is it really? <laughs> You're old. Four hundred one k's. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do when I get older, but I don't think children are going to solve all your issues. No. (laughs) Yeah, you shouldn't use them as an insurance policy. No. And you know what? You're not having kids to have slaves when you get older. You're having kids to, like, have kids. To have a legacy. Yes. I mean, you you have a legacy anyway, but, I mean, just some people say that. If I had a child, it it would be end up where it would be dumb, probably, because I'd end up with the child who's... uh, the um, low in the jeans, evil genius lady, where she just was all crazy. And did you, you guys watch that? End up watching? Oh it? yeah, I did. Yeah, did you end up watching it, Jess? Oh shit, I forgot about it. Okay, well, she's so smart. She's crazy. She's really neurotic, and yeah, and so uh, she's not. Crazy she was. She wasn't good really to her her mom and her dad. <laughs> and, and she she's already dead, but um. So I would like end up with one of those people as right. my child. You'd have who you don't really want to claim, but you're like, yeah, that fucker's mine. <laughs> yep. Try to avoid her, but she keeps coming back over here. Right. Try to steal my money, I gotta hide it. <laughs> then she snatched up a pizza boy and <laughs> threw a bomb around his neck. She's and on trial him. for murder. <laughs> Dang, she man. got away with murder the first time. <laughs> Ain't that a bitch? You must be really smart then. I mean, you're crazy as fuck, but you're smart. Wait, was this the lady that was like off and all her boyfriends and shit? She off and all of them, uh, yeah. Like Europe? No. Mm-hmm. no. This was the United States. This story is, uh, you guys were talking Yeah, in the, in the U.S. Yeah. And, uh, Not bad. It was a big news topic because the situation involved, like he set up pizza, a man who had a bomb around his neck because he went into a bank with a bomb around his neck and he was trying to, to say that he had this letter saying he needed to collect this money and he had this route he had to go on and he had delivered this money by a certain time but he had to go to all these different stops. Well, the cops caught him and stopped him right after he got out of the bank and he had the bomb around his neck and there's footage of him with the bomb around his neck and they're trying to figure out how to detonate it but... Disarmament. Yeah, I mean, disarmament. And um, it end up, ends up going off, and they weren't even really sure if it was a real bomb or not, but it ends up going off, and it kills the guy. And then they're trying to figure out, well, who put this Oops. bomb on his neck? Was he actually involved in this? Um, Who was the people who made the phone call for the pizza? Who was the person who gave him this letter? And that's what the show, whole show is about. But this lady is involved in the situation and um yeah she's she's the mastermind but it's like this documentary was so awesome because the filmmaker got so into the documentary he was actually interacting with those convicted and he actually wound up like this isn't a spoiler because i'm not gonna say what it is no no no. i remember you talking about this now yeah he talked yeah he solved some of the case and brought some people to justice. It was insane. Right. But no, you got to watch it. Evil Genius. It's it's one thing that Jason and I did binge watch. It's a very binge worthy. And if you're look, you were looking for something I'm looking, true life and dramatic. Yeah, I'm looking for something dark to binge dude, watch, and that would be it. I love listening to the woman talk though. She's so crazy, but at the same time, you she, can tell where she is the master of manipulation. 
You like start to believe her after a little bit because she's so good at getting in your head and like making you and yeah. the way she's well that like, and she's com- so crazy she probably believes her own lies that's what sociopath you yeah. really yeah. don't listen to that guy down there yeah she gaslights yeah. a lot she, she doesn't she doesn't think about it she just speaks and it's like direct. Yep. And That's very how you quick, lie. And she thinks very quick. She doesn't pause and like uh, when people lie, usually they pause. Right. And they have to think about it. She doesn't. She's just like on it. Right. She doesn't have to think about her lies. She's just like. Sorry, she's probably someone who out. could uh, pass a lie detector test because she's oh, just Oh, easily. Because so, that goes off people your probably, heart rate But does believe their own lies. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she I does mean. a whole lot of gaslighting, a whole lot of like, you know, after she says a sentence, she's like, well, I mean, come on. Like, do you really think. Do you really think that this, blah, blah, blah? I mean, come on. It's like, yeah, I really do think that. That's why she will get all amped up and then later be like, I mean, you saw Well, I mean, that was a lie, but that. I'm like, what? Yeah. You I saw, like, saying how you're preaching the truth over here, and then later you're like, well, I said this because. Right. But this is really the truth now. Mm. Evil <laughs> genius. I'll watch it. So good. So good. What time is it? Final thought. watch The Staircase. The Staircase. You need to watch the staircase. a horror movie. The staircase is um, a case Suspense? about this man who is married or was married, and <gasps> this it it has to do with a staircase. His death. Uh, I mean, sorry, his wife's death occurred on the staircase at their house, supposedly. So they get a call to the police station at nine one one, and. Um, it's the videotape is of him calling about his wife saying that she was bleeding and um, that she was dying and having wanted them to rush there. And then when they got there, she was already dead and she had a lot of blood loss. Um, and he said that she he believes that she fell down the stairs and hit her head. But then the more that they looking look into it, they're like, well, she's had a lot of blood loss for someone who fell down the stairs. And then he's trying to prove that. He's innocent and everyone's against him saying that he's guilty and, and just trying to figure out, well, do you believe if he's guilty or not? Could you believe that these injuries occurred on the staircase? But it's really it's really interesting and it's um, just like making a murderer in the sense of uh, it's so many episodes. And, and, and I believe that this one, because it was before making a murderer, but they have newer episodes for this one because they just did more of the case. You know how... Uh, Crime cases can go on for a long period of time. New oh, developments, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they just had new developments and new episodes. So it got re-brought up on Netflix. So it started gaining some attention. Well, that this this inspired The Making of Murder and, and so um, other ones. Like this was the first initial one that made other people think, well, I should do that too. Follow someone who's convicted and kind of follow their story and see if and do the background of it. I was curious if that was going to be good. I keep seeing like when I go through Netflix or whatever and I'm scrolling through shit and it shows up and it's like the staircase. And they they preface it as him like being guilty of killing her. That's the whole trailer basically. It's funny because um, my sister and I watched it and then we paused in the middle and said, well, do you think he's guilty? And, And she had a totally different view than I did. I like that though. Yeah, me too. And then we would say why we felt that way. I like when people can conversate with me about something that's got a plot and it's got an ending. You kind of have to figure it out. And if they're not like conversating with me, I'm like, I don't like watching this with you. Like, you suck. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, and they don't want to uh, listen to your viewpoint. Or they go, yeah. eh, maybe, sort of, maybe could be. Yeah. It's like, no. You're like, no, I, I, I want an actual opinion. Like, don't <laughs> suck at life and be fun. Come on. So, like, so. I watched half of it. We talked about it. And then I had to go home. And she's like, are you going to watch it when you go home? I'm like, yeah. So then um, I watched the rest of it. She ended up texting me later. She's like, did you watch the rest of it? And then we discussed the rest of it after that. But And then we talked about it more in person. So... Yeah, like we don't bash each other what we believe, but um, we don't definitely had totally different views. That's what opinions are, though. Yeah, yep. and your sister is very opinionated. <laughs> but that's part of what I like about her. <laughs> um, okay, the staircase. All right, cool. And it is eleven o'clock, guys. We had a great show. It was good. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> It like made made me feel like we did something. We did, <laughs> we did. We had a badass show and a bad. We time like, traveled off the cuff. We- I was worried about tonight because I'm so stressed out and I'm just like, oh, this is gonna be a shitty show because I've just thought, you know, I just found the art- these articles and I think it's better maybe when we're just more relaxed about it. So <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in again. I will post links later on the watch list. Uh, Facebook, um, go and- check out. The storytelling at Rivers Edge Gallery and Wine Dot on July 11th. That's Wednesday at 8 p.m. Um, if you have any information on the guy who is time traveling, please <laughs> contact us. Interview yep. for an interview. I just tried to. Combine this is a no judgment zone unless here. you're not here. <laughs> so if you have a time traveling experience of your own. Right. I want to hear about it. If you feel like anything ever happened to you where there was a rift in time and you found out some information that totally changed. I farted so hard. It knocked me <laughs> five years from now. Have you ever I been totally probed by aliens? If so, we want to talk to you. <laughs> it sounds like a Maury episode. You sound like you've been in Ghostbusters. Paul Maury. If you he have had a ghostly experience. If your baby mama had oh, an alien child and you thought it was yours. But it ended up being an alien baby. Are you a Call teenage boy who became pregnant because a terror reader told you it was true? <laughs> Call us. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. I'm Keezy Pierce. I'm Holly. Yes. All right. Good night, guys. Thank you. <laughs>